Of course I did. I was like, oh my God, guess what, guys? I, like I still it. haven't made the like I haven't finished the poster, but I'm coming out with my own album. And then I finished the poster like two days after the fest. Oh Hell yeah. Gosh. That's awesome. What's the date of your recording? November 18th. November 18th. That's exciting. I wish we could make it down there for that. We can't, but I wish we could. Fuck yeah. It's all right. Jackie's coming. Oh, Jackie wow. That's cool. I was like, yeah, she messaged me. She's like, I'm trying to decide whether I want to like drive down and see you or not. You know, like she's like, I really, I'm very tempted to. And I'm like, well, if you're going to drive down, you should feature for me. Oh, I oh, love it. That's incredible. So I, have two fe- I have two features now. Um, I have my 7 p.m. feature, which is going to be uh, Jessica Grant. Yeah. You guys have met pretty... her last year. Yeah, I know who she is. And she's uh, doing some pretty big stuff uh, in Eureka, too. She really does do a lot of stuff. And I um, and I think her comedy, my mom will love it. She's seen her once before, but that was years ago. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Uh, so you're doing two shows and then just recording both of them and then just putting them together. That's exciting. Fuck yeah. I am. Oh, I won't wow. be releasing it anywhere online, though. That's incredible. That's, That's incredible. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hypothetical Comedy, the podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with comedian Stephanie Knowles. How are you, Stephanie? I'm doing good. I'm getting ready to record an album. Hell yeah. That's super exciting. I'm really excited for you. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I'll be recording at Savage Henry Comedy Club, which is located in Eureka, California. Yeah. way north <laughs> <laughs> um we uh we didn't make it to the festival this year the savage henry comedy festival we did last year how was the festival yeah oh man <clears throat> the festival was great we always have you know a few hiccups here and there but you know what that's what makes a festival magic happen you're always gonna have the yeah, like the hiccups totally. Um, we ended up having some people drop out, but a lot more people got to do more than like three or to four comedy shows in a weekend. And so it was oh, super yeah. fun. That is super fun. I loved it when we were there. Uh, oh, somebody man. said it felt like comedy summer camp and it really did. That was the perfect way to sum it up. Oh, it's 100% comedy summer camp. Uh, it's like the very end of summer too, like right at you yeah. know, the beginning of October. So it's like the last hurrah. And it's the most supportive comedy festival I think you'll ever find yourself at. Yeah, don't miss out on the next one, all you listeners out there, because that is a fun time. And you never know who's going to pop up. Yeah. I, I, have, um, I have intel on the dates. Um, the official comedy festival dates for next year will be October 5th through the 7th. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's usually the first weekend in October, right? The first weekend first of October. First weekend in October. Yep. That's how it always goes. That's exciting. It's I so hope we can out there too make it out time. next year. That's super. It's super fun. I I love it so much. Uh, how how long have you been out in Eureka? I've lived in Eureka for officially as of like next week. I have lived here for ten years. Wow, wow that's cool. Have you been doing yeah, comedy do. the whole time you were there, or did you start doing comedy in Eureka? I started doing comedy um, as I smoke a lot of weed. And Ooh. so my date, I always thought I started in 2015, but I believe I actually started in 2014 because I know <laughs> I started a year before Jessica. 
and she just celebrated her birthday and I was like her comedy anniversary and I was like hold on I thought I had been doing it for the same amount of time, but I know I was here like before you guys started. <laughs> so I've been doing it since like 2014-ish. Nice. So what you're saying is you got so high, you lost a year. <laughs> yeah, I got so high, I lost a year. Uh, for the, the first few years, I kind of flew away under the scene. Uh, Jessica was the first person to give me a set um, with the Savage Henry. Oh, but I cool. also... One of my first ever shows was um, our, our Pride show with Aiden Park. Oh. And mm. uh, you might recognize his name. He's really big in L.A. Okay. Okay. That's cool. And that was, uh, that was in Eureka too, the Pride Festival? Yes. That was part. Yeah. That was in Eureka. He so came and did a... Um, he did a couple of queer comedy shows for us and then I got to be on one of them and it was really fun. That wow. is so cool. That is really fun. Um, the thing that, that really makes you stick out is, uh, is your, your songs, your music. Did you implement the music into your comedy right away or did you kind of like uh, come up with that later? No. Uh, the first things I did was I talked about duct tape and how <laughs> I had a line of yeah, I just like screamed about how much I love duct tape. And I <laughs> screamed about stepping on a mouse on a glue trap under my bed. Um, and the mouse looking up at me and screaming to me and me screaming to the mouse. <laughs> AKA, I had one tone when I first started and that was the yell comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Old Steph Kennison here. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what's funny is um, my my best friend Rusty calls me Sam Kinison's little sister. I'll give it to you here. <laughs> nice, that's cool. Can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, how much yeah. do you love duct tape? Uh, I love duct tape so much. I made an entire corset out of it once. Oh wow! Frick yeah, man. It's pretty exciting. I love that. I love how creative you are. And uh, you really do follow through on your creations. I feel like I give up on my creations maybe, I don't know, a quarter of the way in. <laughs> well, the thing is, y'all don't see all the creations I don't follow through. Oh, Oh, that's wow. true. She has a There's creations so graveyard. I started <laughs> and never, never proceeded to go through with. So I never saw the day of light, the light of day, the light of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, there, there, there's been ones that, like, I was like, this is gonna sh change the face of YouTube, and then I just never went through with it. <laughs> what it, was it, that? It, Do you remember specifically early, what that was gonna be? It was an early Zoom style open mic ish, but it was supposed to be improv, and it was all gonna be through like the Facebook Live. Oh wow! It was, yeah, it's gonna be improv in which the live audience like shows what to do, and then and then the pandemic happened, and that's essentially what Zoom sort of became with multiple open mics and um, and improv shows like it. Yeah, but I thought no, this true. like back in 2016. Wow! Somebody approached me early before before online comedy before the pandemic and asked me, "Hey, you would it pay this much money to do a comedy show online?" And I was like. Who would do a comedy show online? You know? <laughs> also, another thing is that we, uh, before the pandemic, 
we were planning on doing um, a little mini comedy club at our house. You know, oh, we're going to sit, cool. sit maybe like 10 people, have like five or six comics. And then we were going to record it, chop it up and put it on YouTube as well. Um, that's something that we were going to do originally. Uh, we still might eventually, but uh, you know, the pandemic kind of ruined. Yeah, the pandemic made it kind of scary to have people at our house. The, you know, that stuff. many people. So now yeah. we're like, do we still do it or? <laughs> I say now you're a little bit better, especially if since you can clean your own space. Oh, that's It's true. almost yeah. safer when we think about it. That's true. You're right. You're right. Because we can trust that it is sanitized. Everything is sanitized. Yeah. That's yeah. Although it will be a lot, it would be a lot of work. I'm like, it would be safer in a way. That's true. Hell yeah. That's cool though. You know, the little projects yeah. and stuff. You you probably would have, you know, changed a lot of things, online comedy and stuff like that. Uh, but eventually it just kind of changed itself, I guess. I think it's like, I maybe I had a premonition of what comedy would change. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, where did the music come into play for you? Uh, music came into play actually before comedy almost mm. uh, I was in uh, I used to walk every day to work and I did roller derby and I was super fit and so I, I liked to walk everywhere I went and so I would have all this time to think and I would write like <clears throat> I would write like parodies in my head and then one day I had this one parody for Humboldt County Girls and I had it just in my head, in my head, just a couple of lyrics of it. And then I um, went to see a movie. Um, oh, my God. Uh, this is the end. Oh, oh nice. yeah, that's a good movie. But I ate a whole cookie and I was so stoned throughout the whole thing. Like I watched the movie, loved it. And I was still stoned when I got out of the movie. Tripping balls on <laughs> And I wrote the entire lyrics on my walk home from the movie theater. And then I decided to try to film it myself and edit and enter it into a parody song contest that one of my favorite YouTubers at the time was doing. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So, So that's really where my music came to play. And growing up, of course, listening to Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And listening to Bob and Tom in the morning. And uh, listening to like Dr. Demento, kind of, you know, the, all the radio shows that did comedy. Well, so you you just basically learned to play music so you could do the parody songs? I don't play any music. Oh, you don't? You just sing. That's right. You don't play any music. <laughs> well, you did one time. You played, <laughs> you found an instrument. I remember that. You kind of played that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't. Uh, Never mind. I don't know why I was thinking you played well, music. Well, I tried to bring. Uh, you have seen me try to bring in instruments because like I've wanted to try to play instruments uh-huh. and I had like a toy saxophone and a toy piano. I do remember the toy saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't play a guitar because my hands are tiny. I'd have to get a child size guitar. Oh. And oh, wow. um, I've been wanting to play keyboard. Actually, that's, I think that's, be, that would be the way that I incorporate music instrumental into my stuff would be to have one of those little keyboard mixer things that would be really cool that would be super cool i feel like also i mean uh i've heard you describe your uh songs as like almost earworm and i feel like that's the perfect way to to call them because i don't know how many times i'll be walking around the house singing dick bong 
dick bomb and like <laughs> or, yeah scooter 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 I, I sometimes i'll sing that yeah. <laughs> i feel like um my my songs aren't so much full-length songs as they are radio commercials uh, yeah like jingles like, the radio yeah. jingles, like i'm loving it <laughs> i like it and so yeah those kind of stick in your ears you know and they stick around with you stick in your head and that's the way I like it because then people are like, hold on, I was listening to that one thing the other day, but I don't remember. Oh <laughs> God, that song. Yeah. Yeah, they are very catchy. That's one thing is your songs are very catchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like to do it that way because it keeps you want to come back for more. And then where do you get your inspiration just from like real life? Because I'd imagine you're really in the bathroom smoking a bong and you're like, this looks like a dick. And <laughs> you just wrote a song about it. Yeah. Uh, truth is, uh, a little known secret that I'm about to spill is I don't even have a bong. Let it go <laughs> oh, no. Dedicated bathroom bong. But I was smoking my friend's bong with her in her house. And we were just like, we both looked at each other and were like, hey, they kind of look like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's in your lap or whatever. Yeah. And so I made the song sitting on her couch because it looked <laughs> like a dick. Love it. That is really good. It's a really good, uh, in interesting creative process. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, bro, your, your bottle looks like a dick in your lap. Well, somebody told us that our, our old logo looked like a flashlight. So yeah, and then I couldn't see it oh. any differently after. I was like, all right, so, that's oh why God. it got changed. I it think I could see see yeah. that now. Yeah, the, the the peach, the peach pink, pinkish peachish one. Yeah, that one? yeah. I like the newest logo now, though. So it was a necessary change. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Change for good. We're yeah. like WWE. We just our our logo just starts evolutionary changes <laughs> so stephanie let's go back to like your whole entire life like where did you grow up uh i grew up a lot of places uh my dad was in the military for the first few years of my life oh, okay okay but, um, and then he quit the military and for eight years i lived in indiana so that was your first and, real home yeah I, yeah your first like stable um, place my my whole family is like from michigan area so, uh, and I, I spent most of my life in the Michigan slash Midwest area. Um, my, a lot of my formative years were in Indiana. Uh, and I'm glad I don't live in Indiana anymore, although I still have a lot of good friends out there. But it is kind of hard growing up like as a, like a possibly a queer kid yeah. um, in Indiana. And uh, Children of the Corn, man, we played Truth or Dare in the Corn. That's oh. <laughs> oh, man. And you know, teenagers and Truth or Dare. Oh, you yeah. Just in, in your own imagination, you can see what happened in those yeah. cornfields. Mm -hmm. But yeah. That's where the crop circles came from. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> More like cum circles. <laughs> <laughs> But I grew up also um, in um, North Carolina. I went to high school there in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's where my dad and my stepmom are still. 
Oh, wow. And uh, then I also lived, I moved in Job Corps and I moved to several places, including Roswell, New Mexico, Alien Central. Oh, wow. I, Is it really like Alien Central? The tourists come and look at alien exhibits and stuff? Yes, yes. Every year they have a uh, an alien festival. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. I need to check that out. The McDonald's is shaped like a UFO. <laughs> oh, wow. And besides the alien museum and like the UFO McDonald's, there's really not much of interest in Roswell. At least not for my, me. That's why they had to like spruce it up a little bit. You, yeah, as like an artistic person. There wasn't a lot of art there. Mm, yeah, not really? a lot of inspiration. So yeah, then I moved with my mom for about a year in a town north of here, and now I live here 10 years. Wow, you have been all long over the place. Story. How long <laughs> were you in um, the Roswell, like New Mexico? Not even like a whole year. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. You got out there as quick as you could. <laughs> there, there was, yeah, uh, there was really not anything for me out there, and the roommates that I moved with, um, were really nice uh, and everything, but um, I didn't want to be there in a way, and I got really lazy, and they were like, hey, you need to find a job, and I was like, I don't want to find a job, and so I learned a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you learned it. This is, <laughs> yeah, those are, those are rough years, and everybody's life, and, you know, it sounds like you were, you know, moved around a lot, and so that's understandable at this point. You turned out to be a good adult though yeah <laughs> a good head That's on your shoulders okay. just took a little longer than some so what how did you end up in eureka you said you lived uh with your mom a little bit north of it which would be yeah. out of california probably no no actually still within an hour of the oregon border there we're about three two and a half hours they're in a tiny little town that you have to go through in order to get to the Oregon border from where we're at. Oh, wow. uh, and the, it's like you blink through the town, Oric, and it's gone. Wow. Oh, That's beautiful, though. It's absolutely gorgeous. Up north, right by where they're at, they have the Fern Canyon. And that they filmed uh, Jurassic Park and Star Wars there. Oh, oh wow. Two things I absolutely adore. I did not know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Really cool. That is so crazy. I thought like a lot of the portion of a uh, Jurassic Park was filmed like in Hawaii. And and that blows my mind. Well, um, this whole the whole canyon is just covered in ferns. So it really looks like it's from the Jurassic period. That sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. I have to, I have to look that up and find more information like about ferns. that. You like ferns? You like fern gully? I do. <laughs> I do. You would love it. Next time you visit yeah. Savage Henry, you'll have to make a trip. How far is it from where you are now? 40 minutes. Oh, that's oh, not wow. bad. That's yeah, that would be worth yeah. visiting. I do want to go visit like... Savage Henry again because I really like Eureka a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More like 4550 because I forgot it's like 10 minutes outside of Oric, but it's still, you know, it's under a two hour drive. It, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Get some lunch, go up there, have a little Jurassic picnic. <laughs> I like it. I would be down. Hell that. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so you're in Eureka. Uh, how did comedy really like get on your radar? 
I got stoned one day uh, <laughs> in my friend's car, and he's like, hey, me and my girlfriend are, like, wanting to go see, uh, she's she's trying out open mic at the Palm Lounge. You want to go? And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty fun. And so I was, and I was like, well, wait, I like being on stage. I've been on stage a lot as a kid doing theater stuff. And I was like, this, I have to go on stage and tell a joke. And so I told the joke about my duct tape. <laughs> and I still, no, I don't have them anymore, but I have pictures of the first notes I ever wrote. Wow. So it's just your friends are just doing it. Do they still do comedy? The the couple that you were that you knew? Oh no, no, no. And um, he doesn't. He didn't ever do comedy at all. Um, she was a traveling nurse, and so she just uh, was curing her boredom by doing comedy. And they they didn't even date for more than like a couple of weeks after like we started doing comedy. Well, isn't that crazy? Because like, you know, it's not something that they were really like into i guess and then they got you into it and you just you've been running with it all these years and they just kind of like looked into it for a second yeah life is just so crazy that way because you know you find where you're supposed to be one way or another yeah exactly and i was looking for something to fill my time too because i did roller derby and that took up so much of my like my time that i was never bored i always have to have something going on and um, the comedy really provided my my outlet. Did you switch out the roller derby, or did you do both? Oh no, I I um, quit roller derby because I hurt my knee really bad, okay. and I was like, hmm, I don't think I like the hitting. Yeah, <laughs> comedy has a lot less hitting. Uh, what was your derby name? Uh, Stephosaurus Rex. Oh my goodness. I love that. And it, and it was like car wrecks. Not <laughs> nice. like T-Rex, but stuff is yeah, like with car WR. Wrecks. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know uh, Susan Maletta? Do you know Susan Maletta? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. She goes out to Eureka. She's mostly like uh, she's she's in Vegas now and she she mostly kind of comes around here, go to Santa Cruz and whatever. Uh, she does roller derby. I don't know if she still does. I know she did at one point. And her derby name is Phyllis Killer. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm always interested in these fun derby names. Yeah, there are some really cool ones. My friend's name is one of my favorites, and it's Pushy Galore. <laughs> nice. I like how they're so, like, uh, they're cute, but they're also very violent. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Phyllis Killer. Stephosaurus Rex. I love that. That's cool. Uh, so I, how was the comedy scene 10 years ago? Was Savage Henry around at that point? Oh, and yeah. The Independence Times was out, Savage Henry Independent Times. They were producing a magazine. And then they also had a local, like, co small comedy scene. And I remember when I first moved here, there would be posters that I think they were called Ba-dum-ts Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like it. And uh, Nando Molina was uh, the like one of the main parts of that. He's still super active. He's like the original open mic host. Oh, that's cool. I met him when uh, when I was out there last year for the festival. Yeah. 
He's super yeah, cool. Yeah, he dude. is the OG OG of the scene, the true oh, OG. Wow. I like that. Because he's yeah. the only one that's been active, like literally the whole time. Everybody else has kind of left or or arrived or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. And he's been doing it in Eureka the whole time. Mm-hmm. How is it? Yeah. Um, so you've been doing Eureka for like 10 years. I would imagine it's it's not that easy to to go to other places because you're kind of on an island to your own, right? Yeah, and I don't drive. So it makes it really hard. Um, I I like to visit Sacramento area with Jackie Pearl. Yeah. Because uh, I'll stay at her place. And we've been uh, that's how I've been able to do basically all of my out-of-town shows. Oh, was, oh that's uh, cool. We, yeah, it was because she provided me that space. Yeah, Jackie's super awesome. She was telling she us that you stayed with her. And yeah, yeah. She got she took you to all these places, and you guys went all around and had so much fun. And that sounds super exciting. Yeah, yeah. This last this last year, I went and we went to. Uh, uh, it was uh, Jacob Blazer and Jimmy Menez. They yep. did the show up uh, Pacifica. Oh, yep, Winter's Tavern. Yep, Winter's Tavern. Yeah, we guest hosted that one time because they were out of town. Jimmy and Jacob. It's such a fun. Nice. I really like that bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it? In, it was it, inside. It, yeah, because it was more recent. Yeah, it was inside. Because we've done um, shows there inside it, and outside. It screamed the shanty to me. Like I was like, oh, if I were lived here, this is the bar I would want to go to. Yeah, it is a really. It's a cute little bar. And I like I just like how it is set up. I definitely like that place. I agree. It's really cool. Yeah. And the audience is fun. Like sometimes they're not even expecting a, um, a comedy show, <laughs> but they're for it. You know, they're for it, which yeah. is neat. Yeah, uh, the like, first oh, show I did, I got I also got to do um mutiny radio one day with Jackie too. Oh, nice. oh uh, we haven't done that yet at all. That's pretty neat. Pam Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Pam was Benjamin. like, Hey, I'm a guest on there, and I they said I can bring you too. And I was like, thank you. Yay. That's super dope. I love it. And it's cool, too, for Jackie, because San Francisco, it's kind of out of town for her as well. It is, yeah. You know, coming from Sacramento, she has to, like, hit up Pam and be like, hey, I'm coming from out of town. Exactly. Put me on. <laughs> you know, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's one thing, too, about getting spots is, like, if you're from out of town, people definitely want to put you on because mm-hmm. it's, you're, like, you're only there, there for a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Yep, we're a com- we're a hot commodity. Hell yeah! For sure. Hell yeah, you guys are. Well, our couch is always open to you, so you know, keep us in mind as part of the places you can crash list. All right, I, I may be thinking about something because I have two weeks off in January. Ooh, nice. nice. But I'm trying to decide because I'm also trying to save money. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We know that one. I don't That's have why- to work with. I don't work those two weeks anyway, so it's not like I'm losing money from not working. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's kind of why we haven't really gone out a lot lately, just because gas is so expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It really is. It really is. Well, we, we make it out to the ones that we can, and we get booked for things, and we're able to pay for the gas. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so tell us about your art. I know you do photography and uh, you make fun little like uh, digital pictures that move. You did one of Gizmo uh, meowing, which I oh, love. I love that one. Oh, yeah, I remember the Gizmo one. And this, my background is also one of my photos. It's a uh, water cup um, in front of a light. 
Oh, nice. My favorite one is the, I think you said it was like a beer cup. And it has the drops, like the little droplets of like the liquid on the inside. It just makes it look like a pretty like crystal cave. Yeah, I I like it. Uh, They're called, all those are called uh, worlds in a glass. I love it. Because to me, they all represent different worlds and whoever sees them sees different things too. And so it's whatever your world imagines. Wow. I love that. It's pretty cool. So did you take uh, yeah. photography at some point or you just kind of uh, been doing it long enough or are you kind of getting good at it? I just started like taking like pictures because I was like, ooh, I just see all the co- pretty colored lights. That's really my prime photography is like the way light reflects on stuff. And I'm like, ooh, I wish I could take a picture of that. And so I started taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really helps that our phone cameras have gotten so far. Yeah, oh, no, it yeah. really does. It really does. I mean, um, I uh, I have all these little pictures that I've made that are just AI generated where you just type in words and they just like paint these pictures. Uh, oh, know, yeah, I've been playing phone. with that. Yeah, those are super neat. I like those a lot. And it's just like, I'm not artistic at all, you know, but they come out really good. Yeah. Because I'm not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, our, I mean, our phone cameras are really good. Um, I mean, almost you could just take a picture of their phone and it does look professional these days. Yeah, it really does. Um, I, I've i thought about like selling my art like in like full blown pictures too. Ooh, that would be great. That would be really cool. Like, or even like prints online or something like that. Yeah. That's all I was thinking about trying and to do one, as well. <laughs> and my ultimate dream is one day I just want to have like a big tent with a bunch of projectors inside. And then people just walk in tripping and they they look at my art like moving on all the walls. Wow. Kind of like Meow Wolf. Wow. I like that. That's so fun. That's so that's a such a different um, very immersive concept. art. Immersive art yeah. for sure. I want it to be immersive. I love it. That's like the maximum way you can experience art. <laughs> <laughs> right. they have to sign a waiver that they won't freak out in the middle of it (laughs) aside here monitor the drug levels right (laughs) so uh let's talk about the pandemic uh because that's where we met you we met you doing zooms during the pandemic, you know, Savage Henry uh, was one of the few because only a handful of comedy clubs out of all the comedy clubs in the world decided to go online. You know, Flappers was one of them, you know, but Savage Henry was one of them and they were doing shows online and I was on a lot of those shows and and that's how we met you and everything. How did uh, how did you kind of start getting into the pandemic? Was it because of Savage Henry? Not the pandemic, but the Zoom stuff. Yeah, it was because of um, the pandemic, really. I saw, a, I was following on like the Bay Area Comedy Network and there was a couple of like comedians posting like, hey, we're doing this like Zoom show thing. And <laughs> so, you know, they were mutuals and I was like, oh, maybe what's this? What's this? And then Paula really got into it. Yeah, and Paula, Paula really here, did. Yeah, Paula spearheaded that and really, really like, put her feet to the ground and made everything happen and she and i both did it for a while and then i kind of felt faltered out for a little bit 
Um, and then I came back for a little bit and started doing other styles of shows. I think that's what I liked the most about Zoom was you could try out so many different types of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us about the TikTok riff a lot you were doing. That was really fun. That was fun. Uh, yeah, that was so much fun. I just like, I saw a video one day of uh, Jenna Marbles just hosting <laughs> like her own like watching tiktoks and i was like that sounds fun i bet a bunch of comedians doing it would be really fun and i started it with you guys um advertising it on hypothetical comedy i was like we're gonna try this and it turned out to be a really fun show while we had it it was oh, a really nice. fun show i really enjoyed it you always picked really good ones too i spent so long searching tiktok for those videos that like when it ended it had to end because like <laughs> i found the best of the tiktok videos and then i was left with like the <laughs> the bottom of the barrel tiktok and i couldn't take it anymore <laughs> the bottom was... of the barrel tiktok <laughs> yes the bottom of the barrel just someone eating in front of the camera <laughs> yeah that's oh, what i'm gonna do when i go live i'm just gonna sit there and eat and see if people follow me and they talk shit to me and give me more follows and more fame yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Do you still do TikTok? Uh, not really because I'm super bad about zoning out and scrolling. Yeah. And so I, I've been getting the TikTok recently and I've been doing that a lot too. And I, I just spend too many hours doing it. It'll be like three hours will pass and I won't, won't notice yeah. And so that got really unhealthy. Absolutely. So I kind of had to like stop doing it for a bit. I still like to make my trippy videos, but I mostly make them for myself to look at later. That's cool. They are really good videos, by the way. Those like uh I think um they're they're just so visually pleasing. Yeah, I like I like looking at visually pleasing stuff. So I, I feel that whole easy on the eyes. Easy, yeah. very easy on the eyes yeah they are really good um those are fun though i mean if you do get a chance you should put them on tiktok i i guess not though it doesn't matter um once i have enough of them saved i'll find a way to automatically upload and oh so wow that'd be cool one and not have to worry about making them anymore that's nice. really smart i like that idea that is really smart um you were doing tiktok riff a lot over zoom you're sharing your zoom screen and you know we had like between like three and eight comedians in the room and we were just talking shit and having fun and laughing and stuff but you also did it in person how did that go uh the oh yeah the live show it was interesting we did it twice i believe and uh it, it went pretty well it was a little bit different because like the um, the screen was way easier to look at when you're on your phone or on your laptop mm-hmm. than when you're trying to also do the spotlight on the comedians on stage and have the video. And mm-hmm. uh, you thought trying to control and move on to the next video was hard on Zoom. Imagine a bunch of, a bunch of the comedians live on stage trying to get them to go to the next video. <laughs> wow. Like herding cats. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good. That's a good way to put it. Because our cat, we put a leash on her, and she will not go where we want her to go. <laughs> she will not. Yeah. 
I like understand. we found ourselves 30 minutes later on the same video. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and I'm like, how many times are we going to watch this on repeat? I eventually muted the video. Yeah, let's <laughs> just do stand up sets. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I still like the concept. I'm sure if it fit, if you like figured it out. Yeah, there has to be a better way. And I'm sure if you once you did get that figured out, um, it would be really good to do and really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just give everybody yeah, a phone in the audience. <laughs> you get a phone. You get a phone. <laughs> the, the only you catch is have... you can only watch what we put on there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> only three videos. <laughs> <laughs> and then please put your phone back on your seat before you go home because we need it for the next show. Yes. Or take it. Who cares at that point? <laughs> it's just a burner phone. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Uh, like around, I guess, what time frame uh, did you guys start opening up in Eureka? Because, like I said, it is kind of on an island of its own, and it's it's not a very big community. So I'd imagine that you guys were pretty. You know, once once it kind of cleared up, you guys were pretty okay. Yeah, we had um, outdoor shows for most of the pandemic, um, and so we did outdoor shows, and then we started doing indoor shows in which um, we so we were basically open through the whole of the pandemic but we had outdoor shows and then we had these indoor shows where we were upstairs because we have a little balcony and we were talking into the computer screen up there, which would then be uh, streamed down, downstairs onto the projector. Wow. Oh, That's like almost like an in-house Zoom show. <laughs> it was. It, it, a, it was like a weird medley of the worlds and it was super odd because like you see people down there but then you're looking at yourself doing comedy at the same time oh yeah i hate looking at myself doing comedy i can't i can't look at myself it just throws me off (laughs) it really does it really throws me off too when i look at myself i hate this yeah i hate the zoom for that because i see the tiny little version of myself like right up here in the corner yeah i'm just like or right on your big screen actually but i'm in a tiny little corner here I mean, that's it's not so bad right now, just because, like, whatever. But, like, when I'm doing comedy, I really hate to look at myself. I'm like, hey, who's yeah. that stupid-looking guy? Oh, wait. <laughs> I was doing this show on Friday night, and uh, it was streaming on Twitch. And so one of the little Zoom squares was the Twitch screen that, that you know, so you can see what's happening on Twitch, whatever. And yeah. the Twitch screen was muted. And so, like, halfway through my set, I glanced down, because I had it on gallery mode. I glanced down at the Twitch screen. I see myself and then I see that I was muted and then I like my heart skipped a beat. I'm like, am I muted? And then I was like, oh wait, no, that's that's not the right square. <laughs> the amount of times I've ended up on mute and not known it. Yeah, they were laughing at my jokes. I don't know how I could have been muted, but yeah, no, yeah. I I mean when I used to host, I was muted all the time. It was good times though, it was fun. When 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 Zoom was like popping, popping during the pandemic, like it was so much fun. When people were it able was. to let themselves just like do it. Because there was a lot of pushback. There was a lot of pushback when the Zoom mic started uh, from people going, no, that's not that's not real. I don't like it. It's not real. And then the pandemic started getting longer and longer. And then finally they're like, okay, never mind. We'll do it. And then that's when everybody was able to let themselves go. 
okay, we're in it. Let's just do yeah, it. When, when we thought the pandemic was like three or five weeks, people were like, no, nah, fuck Zoom. I'll just wait and go back to do comedy. But then it just ended up yeah. being like years. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to go back to the first the first Zoom mic you did, though. I wanted to ask you, do you because you said it was familiar people. Do you remember whose mic it was? I don't remember. The reason why I'm asking that is because I was also not really doing Zoom things. I was kind of even maybe turning some away. Yeah. And then Tony Sparks, who's a big name in the Bay Area, he's like a comedy legend out here. He started doing a Zoom show. And I was like, you know what? I trust Tony Sparks. Like, not that I didn't trust people, but like, I, I want to work with Tony Sparks. Like, I'll, I'll do this with yeah. him. You know, and I, I did it with him and uh, I didn't really do very well, but it was a lot of fun. And I was like, all right, well, I got to get ready for the next one. Got to get ready for the next one. And it just kind of snowballed. I'm trying to, I don't remember. It's it's really hard to remember like what the first one was. Cause yeah, I, after I did I mean, so many. There were so many, there were so many. Yeah. Do you remember some of your favorite ones? Um, The disaster mic was always one of my favorite. Yes. I love that one. Uh, my other favorite, all my favorite ones were the like not quite stand up shows, like the Afternoon Delight. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think my favorite of the the show shows was Brooks, though. Okay, the backline. Uh, oh, nice. The backline, yeah. yeah. Because that was always a fun the, one. Yeah, and then they did the the um the thirty second round. Oh, the minute okay. round after. Yeah. And that was yeah. always really fun. Yeah, and Brooke has Brooke always has like really good happy energy. She does. And so she keeps the audience really going. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Uh what's what's course, comedy? Oh, go ahead. And of course, y'all's was one of my favorites as well. Yeah, it's still there. It's still kicking, kinda. You know, we it, get like yeah. eight to ten comics every I'm week. So- we used to get like 30 plus. <laughs> i'm surprised that my internet's been holding out so well tonight that's one of the reasons i had to like stop doing it was like one day my phone just stopped getting internet as well and i think it's just because the pandemic and this area is small and our internet's not very good here our wireless and our data on our phones oh that oh, makes sense yeah. and More I'm internet than what the area can handle paula used to have yeah too. yeah paula had well paula had her, her neighbor's internet <laughs> Yeah, Paula. Ha- yeah, and that's <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but it. that's a good joke. <laughs> no, I, it is true. <laughs> that's yeah, good. Yeah, um, I haven't been to her house, but I'm one hundred percent that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paula. It was really, it was really awesome to meet you and Paula in person uh, last last year at the Savage Henry Comedy Festival. Was it was so such fun. a treat to meet so many people. Yeah, it really, uh, it, it's a treat meeting all the people every year. I bet. I was going to say, I bet every year you just get all these comics that just come in and it's like so many incredible people. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my God, especially the new people that like their first year, they're like, this was like transformative. Like, the- yeah. yeah, I mean, that's how we were because last year was our oh, first yeah. time too. And I feel like it changed our life, man. It was incredible. It really was. Yeah, the, the amount of connections I met over Zoom, it was really cool seeing people I saw on Zoom mm-hmm. at the fest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what's the comedy scene for you like now? It's been 10 years. 
you know, Savage Henry is doing really good. There's mics kind of uh, popping up and stuff in Eureka. So I'm sure it's not as scarce as it was when you first started. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first four years of comedy, I was an only an open mic girl. Yeah. And then like, well, I, I, I want, I, I was like not seen the first few years of comedy. Like I just did not exist. Whereas like everyone around me kind of existed and I was like frustrated, but then like we got the comedy club and we got more opportunities yeah. partly because there was so scarce opportunities. Yeah. Before. That we didn't have anything. And so um, you had to struggle. You had to fight to be noticed. Um, and now like to see like new people join in and get start getting shows after like a couple of months of them doing open mics is really cool. That is really cool. Uh, and yeah, it's such a different environment now. Before it was it was still family, but it was really competitive. And now it's like super family and everyone's just really trying to support each other. That's great. Yeah, it really felt like that when we were there too. And there was a lot of comics from all over the place. And it just felt like a huge extended family and everybody was just there to support each other. And it was a good time. And I loved when we were there. I loved the show that you hosted because you had to keep running up and down the oh stairs. Oh my gosh. I was oh, the like, exercise. you're a freaking trooper, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh man, up and down and up yeah. and down and up and down. And it wasn't a little flight of stairs. No, it was it huge. Was like it was big. Flights of it was like, yeah, it was a huge flight <laughs> yeah. of stairs. Because it's a tall building. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So when you're not when yeah. you're not doing comedy and stuff, what kind of cool fun things are you doing out in Eureka? I do drag and stuff. Um, I also love to hang out at the shanty, which is my favorite dive bar. Oh, nice. Uh, that That's where I'm hanging out a lot lately. I've been doing so much stuff like with the comedy club and with like where I'm doing a, a show at the Humboldt Bay Provisions this next week or actually November 1st. So we're starting to get comedy shows outside of the comedy club, which is really cool. Wow. I did a casino show to a bunch of angry old white people, but I got paid <laughs> for it. So well, that's fun. I hope I you love... like dick bongs. I got to read the audience and uh, uh, the audience that I was there can't quite read anymore because I can't see the words. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That was an old joke. Bad old joke. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, are they senile? <laughs> That's what you're saying? Is it senile? No, <laughs> that a... was just an eyesight joke. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, but hey, what do you do when you uh, when you run into a giant river in the Amazon? You what? see now. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, that too. That too. That too. <laughs> no, I, I like playing like video games on my off time and chilling and watching comedy shows. That's fun. Um, yeah. if you if, let's manifest a couple things for you. Like, what are some things that you that you haven't done in comedy that you would love to do? Learn to do that instrument and find a new inventive way to bring it onto stage. Ooh. that's one of the really big things and trying different styles of comedy now 
like more maybe some multimedia. I think it would be really cool. What do you mean multimedia? Just like um, with like design and like maybe animation or something? Yeah, I've seen people now do some comedy where they had like they pulled down the projector screen and they had uh, like music and they had like a, a an animated thing to go with the song that they were doing. Oh wow! Oh, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen that. Yeah, and then I saw uh, I saw Ron Lynch at the comedy fest. Uh and he did this multimedia where he had like recording and he acted like uh the mannequin not the mannequins but animatronics from a history museum super good wow and so seeing seeing all these comics do stuff that's not just standing and making jokes yeah right really inspiring lately yeah i do i do love um I guess alt, it's alt comedy. I don't know. But like the non-traditional stand-up, um, just different types of things, people trying different things. I love that a lot. Like I just, mm-hmm. I really like, I encourage that so much. I can't do yeah. it, but I hope you can. What kind I of, think- uh, what was that? Oh, I was like, I think you can if you, if you <laughs> <laughs> What kind of instrument do you want to, do you want to learn and, and play? Like a ukulele? No, either one of those loopers loopers uh, yeah where it's like a keyboard and then you can loop like you can sing into it and it then it loops your voice over and over and over again oh that's cool um you know reggie watts no okay he he does this looper music stuff that's really cool um and if that and i also keyboard i think would be one of the easier instruments to bring onto the stage yeah yeah that definitely would be definitely would be i'm not as interested in guitar i tried to learn as a kid if i got a small guitar maybe but i I think keyboard would be more up my alley oh yeah i do too i i agree i think you'd be really good playing a keyboard you'd be like ross on friends he said whenever he was like playing all the sounds and he (laughs) thought he was like so good (laughs) laser beam pew pew (laughs) do you have any uh do you have any exciting projects coming up? Uh, I have, I'm recording my comedy album on uh, November 18th. And uh, that'll be at the Savage Henry Comedy Festival. My mom's going to be there. Ooh. That's cool. And I'm really excited. It's eight years of material built up, uh, eight years of songs and sketches and bits all clamor together in a 45 minute sweet package i like it that's awesome are you gonna do audio and video or just audio i might record it video too but my main album is going to be audio and i found um monica nevy uh was just in town over the over the weekend for the comedy club Mm -hmm. and she had these little cards that you can um like a link and you oh, buy like a the QR code, right? Huh? Like a QR code? Yeah, it's that. And you sell them in little cards. So you sell the card and then the person goes home and you can use that link that's on that card. Wow. wow. So you just scan it and download it from there? Yeah. Wow. That so is really smart. cool. Because then, because the, you know, you don't have to like log around a CD or whatever, or maybe the person doesn't have a CD player these days or who knows, but that yeah. really like, puts the power in the, the hand of the buyer. 
And I don't want to um, release the album onto any type of streaming device, any type of streaming service or anything, because um, uh, there's a comedy, maybe unspoken rule of like when you record an album, like if it's released, then you retire that material. And I'm moving to Chicago in spring, and I don't know if I'm comfortable letting go of eight years of material to move to a big city and have maybe six months of material. Yeah, I can see that. That's crazy. So I'm saving, releasing it until like I'm more established in Chicago and I have like a spot and then I can just start from scratch there. Yeah, you're a little more established in Chicago. And then I can release it and I'll retire all of the material. But maybe bring back some of it because I've heard comedians do old. Oh yeah, you can bring some of it back here and there. Absolutely. There, mm-hmm. There's jokes that people want to hear that the comedians like. Yeah, I know you guys want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my one of my personal goals in comedy is, um, you know, Mitch Hedberg, right? Yeah. There's a set of his on YouTube that I was watching, uh, like the last couple of years, whatever, and he's literally on stage and people are yelling out his jokes like. All right, what joke should I tell? And people yell it out, and then he'll do the joke, and then some yells at another joke, and then he'll do that joke, and he's just like Absolutely. up there just doing jokes by request, and like I want to get to the point of comedy where people are just like requesting my jokes, you know? Yeah. Do the OnlyFans joke? <laughs> exactly. OnlyFans is going to be relevant still. I know OnlyFans <laughs> will be relevant in twenty years. When Maybe. I'm sixty years old on stage, like oh, I don't have an OnlyFans. Like, no shit. You're going to be like Don Myrera. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck is OnlyFans? At that point, it's going to be like something else in the future. Only yeah, it'll... gravity. <coughs> yeah, it'll be something. something. Well, I guess let's talk about Chicago. So, um, I guess, why are you moving to Chicago? And, and when in spring like so like next april may something like that i want to move in springtime i have an aunt in chicago i have a uh my aunt my aunt my uncle and my cousins are all going to be living in chicago so i'll have like people i know i really want to try out the cool comedy scene there they have a lot of alt alt comedy that's like alt comedy thrives there that's incredible and I want so bad to join in a scene like that where it's like trying the unusual is the usual. Yeah, mm. right. And there would be a lot more supportive to, to your stuff, Hell I guess, yeah. than a crowd that is more used to traditional stand-up. Yeah, the, the crowd usually ends up loving me because they'll be like, oh, I never expected, you know, songs and comedy that, you know, (laughs) I want it to be like, I want to join in like the improv troops and stuff. We don't really have improv around here. I I want to do sketches and stuff too. And there's going to be a lot more of that in a bigger city and it's not as expensive as California. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do feel like there would be a lot more opportunities for you just like you said, because it's a bigger city and there's other bigger cities that are kind of close by, you know, as opposed to where you are now, which is kind of on the island to your own. Yeah. And I'm from the Midwest area and I have uh, my family in Michigan. And so I, and I have a lot of friends in Indiana too. I like, I know people all around that area. And Chicago is about as far east as you can go. 
uh, until you start getting bigoted people. <laughs> I'm just Unless kidding. you go all the way to like New York. Yeah, yeah. You just got to skip the between Chicago and New York. <laughs> yeah. Skip Indiana, skip all of that. Besides my the Carolinas, outside. you know, all that fun areas. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best in Chicago. I think that you're going to do great out there. I think it'll be um, like a breath of fresh air for you just because you have been in a small place for, for 10 years for your, basically the entirety of your comedy career, yeah. you know, you'll be able yeah. to like hop on a bus or hop on a train or whatever you need to do, you know, and everything will be kind of uh, more accessible to you. Yeah. It, it'll be really nice, especially since I don't drive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then those new experiences too- in Chicago are also going to like foster you know, the new jokes that you're going to be creating over there, that whole experience moving over there is going to make a whole bunch of jokes come out like out of the woodworks for you. So that's going to be wonderful. Yep. Yep. And on top of that, I'm sure, you know, a handful of Chicago comics because of zoom. Yes, I do. I know. Yes. I I know several uh, comics because of zoom. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome also a good plus of zoom yeah definitely yeah well uh well thank you so much for joining us it's been super fun talking to you it's been awesome talking to you guys too before uh before we uh head out of here do you want to go ahead and plug your social media uh yeah my uh instagram is at steph's underscore in the clouds (laughs) and my tiktok is at stephanie is i mean it's at stephanie.s.knowles.comedy. Please tell me your middle name is also Stephanie. <laughs> Wait, Stephanie. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, <laughs> I think I think so. I haven't really checked my TikTok in a long yeah. time, but Instagram <laughs> is really more the place that I, I'd more be on. And YouTube at Randomly Stuff, I post a lot of my uh, videos of my sets up there. Oh, awesome. oh, that's cool. I'll check that out too. That's and awesome. you might find some weird older videos that like are embarrassing, but they're too funny to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny Trump's embarrassment. Yes, exactly. Funny is funny. <laughs> and you can find everything that we do. Uh, I am at funky Sam Medina on all the social medias. And you can find me at she shines for you all spelled out. No numbers on Instagram, Twitter, and Athena Rodriguez comedy on Facebook. And then everything else we do is that hypothetical comedy across the boards. I like it. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Stephanie has been super fun talking to you. Thank you. Y'all have a great night, man. I'm so glad that your uh, internet stayed all the way through. It stayed. It stayed. It gave me some hope, maybe. Maybe, uh, hopefully, not false hope, but hopefully, maybe I could try one of those afternoon delights again. Oh, that would be fun. 